1: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. I was talking to a friend the other day, actually, the friend that I traveled to the Grand Canyon with and started the run across with. So I'm gonna finish, but we were talking as we do on our travels about numerous fitness and exercise-related things. And we're talking about the podcast. And he said it must be difficult to do three shows a week. And I said, it's challenging, but the content is everywhere. (laughs) And I think he was referring to the content more than the actual physical and just practical part of doing the show. So the content's everywhere, including the topic for today's show that I saw just a couple days ago. And that's one thing I love about this show. It just allows me to vent. It allows me to vent. I've said this before. Thank goodness for this show because it's probably saved my marriage. Because, (laughs) yes, I've had radio shows before and I get to, you know, get it out in articles and books and things like that. But this podcast is just a gift because it allows me to vent about things I see and hear and read including this actual headline from the Washington Post. I usually don't even throw out the name of the publication, but I have to because highly regarded. This isn't just some random fitness person's website or just some random blog. The headline was and is healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy. (laughs) It took my breath away, as I'm sure it does
3: many of you. Now, those of you new to
1: fitness, not going to have the same effect as those who have spent a lot of time in the industry. And this speaks volumes about one of the major problems with the industry itself, with health it's the media. And I don't want to, you know, we, we, we hear about this all the time. And, and the media is a problem. This is a problem. This headline is a problem. And I have done numerous shows, including one about, yes, I named the publication then, the New York Times, and that article that basically, not basically, that said strength training doesn't help with knee pain, with a picture of someone doing a squat with really poor form. This is a problem because people are consuming this unlike ever before. In the past, you had to pick up a magazine or you had to turn on a TV show. You could not consume the garbage and the misinformation
3: that you can today with the speed and the sheer just
1: volume. And most people won't read past this headline. I say this every time I do a show like this. The vast majority of people will just read the headline. And the headline alone does, I would argue, significant damage. The full headline is actually Healthy Lifestyle May Increase Life Expectancy, Research Suggests. It's always tough to say. Research suggests. So, eight words and the the terms may and suggests i know that that yeah that's what that's what the studies kind of show actually though i'm going to i'm going to get into that i don't know if the author was lazy or what and again i don't like to single people out i don't need to name this is just the, we talk about i talk about the media as a whole it's not one specific person although there are some very high up that that significantly or consistently cause problems with misinformation and things like that. But healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy, Comma research suggests. <laughs> I'm going to give you at the end of this podcast, and it's not going to be long, I'm going to hammer right through it, just a couple ideas of what I think the title should have been.
3: And when you hear the actual study, you go, how did they just come up with that title? From that study, this, this is this a problem?
1: People are going to read this. Healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy. Researchers so it might not, might not. I mean, can we actually? Can can I go out on a limb and say a healthy lifestyle increases life expectancy? Can, can we agree on that? If we can't agree on that. It's what I say at the opening of my most recent book the micro workout plan. If you don't believe that you have control over how long you live, the quality of your life that this study is going to show, study's going to show the quality of life too. If you don't believe you have control, stop exercising, eat fast food every day, and smoke and do all those kind of things. If you don't believe you have any control that it's totally not up to you listen you can have any approach to life you want not mine not mine all right (laughs) starting to get worked up quick break when we come back and get right into it the study healthy lifestyle and life expectancy with and without alzheimer's dementia is that anywhere in the title of the article uh population-based cohort study bmj april 2022 we will get into that when we come right back And we are back talking about, like, just took my breath away. Actual headline. And some of you may still be going, Tom, you're you're overreacting. Not a big deal. It is. This all plays in to where we are as a country with our health and wellness. Food is more plentiful than ever before. Access to, not for everyone, but as a whole.
3: Food, exercise, exercise information, fitness equipment, but we are unhealthier than ever before. And we are just hopefully coming out of a pandemic where the main issue
1: with people getting sick was age. Which you can't control, and then lifestyle-related issues, so many of which you can. And a study, as I talked about in a prior podcast, showed that five or more comorbidities, five or more, those were the people who had severe complications and death. And when you have a headline that healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy, well, we already
3: know that it may when it comes to COVID. Big time.
1: But we don't talk about that. We talk about all the other things, like putting on a mask, which is not going to get into that debate. (laughs) I know that I did before. But as I like to say, you know what the most powerful PPE
3: is? Our immune system. Healthy lifestyle. (laughs) Exercise, nutrition. And a healthy mindset. But we have these headlines. And yes, we need to do these studies over and over again. I get it. That's fine.
1: But we need to reword this big time. All right. So the study, did did that surprise you when I read it right before the break? The headline is, healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy. Research suggests. The actual study this is pulled from is titled, Healthy Lifestyle and Life Expectancy with and Without Alzheimer's Dementia. Population-Based Cohort Study. BMJ, April 2022 really recent. So let's just get right into the particulars of this study. Really good study. Again, cohort study. It was research that involved 2,449 people. So almost 2,500 people, 65 and older. They were all part of the Chicago Health and Aging Project, which first enrolled people back in 1993. Okay. So they were looking at Alzheimer's and Lifespan, life, how lifestyle affects lifespan and Alzheimer's. And what I love, I always talk about, I'm all about being positive and good news. There's great news in this study, but you don't get that from that headline. You go, oh, exercise might help. Eating help, uh, might help. Maybe some research suggests. No, no, no. All right, so... I don't want to get too deep into the design of the study, but it's a great one. They used both questionnaires and they actually did testing. So the questionnaires were to assess numerous different things, like the, they had a healthy lifestyle scoring system. Okay. For the participants, they looked at five factors. Okay. Diet, talk about that on the show, right? Cognitive activity, physical activity. Smoking and alcohol consumption. People were given one point for each area if they met healthy standards, yielding a final summed score of zero to five. Okay, so they were given a score zero to five, with five being best based on diet, cognitive activity. Like, what are you doing? You're doing puzzles. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, physical activity, smoking, and alcohol consumption. What jumps out at you right away? They're all modifiable, they're all choices. What you eat, Who says that at the end of every podcast? How much you move, physical activity, and our attitudes, cognitive activity, brains. It's really important. And then you've got smoking and alcohol consumption as well. All right? The questionnaires, they used a couple. One was that they assessed late-life cognitive activities by using a structured questionnaire that measures participation in seven cognitively stimulating activities during the past year. These activities include reading, visiting a museum, and playing games like cards, checkers, crosswords, or puzzles. Really interesting topic that I haven't touched on specifically, like does doing those kind of things make you better at doing those kind of things, or does it help prevent cognitive decline? I'm going to say it doesn't hurt, right? I'm going to say that I do things like playing the drums. I love the physicality of it, but it's more for the mental stimulation that comes from it. So I'm a firm believer that we need to exercise our bodies and our brains, right? So they looked at that. That was one of the questionnaires they used. Cognitive testing was even more rigorous, okay? They uh, had cognitive measures, including 17 tests, which included verbal fluency test, Boston naming test, mini mental state examination, wordless memory, and they were administered Uh, with examiners blinded to population interview and sampling category. Great design. A board-certified neuropsychologist used data from these cognitive tests to summarize impairment in each of the five cognitive domains, including memory, language, orientation, attention, and perception. Additionally, trained nurse clinicians performed a structured neurological examination and screened participants' medical history. Finally, a board-certified neurologist then reviewed all the data Re-examined each participant, emphasizing findings considered to be of clinical importance or atypical. This was a really good study. It wasn't just self-reports, and it was self-reports when it came to exercise, as it commonly is. Self-reports, to some degree, when it came to diet, as it commonly is. And that is one of the limitations. I usually save the limitations to the end. You've got the reverse causality limitation, as always. Did one cause the other? chicken and egg and then you've got the fact that at 65 were the people who uh had certain medical conditions would they not take part in it and were they already deceased so you've got some limitations as always but a really really good study okay what's the findings what's what are the findings i'm gonna read right from the uh the study so great okay Women age 65 with four or five healthy factors, that zero to five score. So if they're uh, four or five, lived 3.1 years longer than women age 65 with zero or one healthy factor. I think that's ridiculously low. Uh, the, the three years. But, but okay, let's, let's just accept it for what it is. You go three. I think that's low. Okay, that's me. Uh, but we'll get back to that because... This study shows it's not just how long you live, okay? Of the total life expectancy at age 65, women with four or five healthy factors spent, this is what's, for me, so amazing, right? Spent 10.8% of their remaining years with Alzheimer's dementia, whereas women with zero or one healthy factor spent 193 with the disease. Do you understand what that means? This is the line... It's not just about adding years to your life, but about adding quality to your years. I talk about that with strength training. How strength training is truly the fountain of youth. Sure, thanks to modern medicine, you can live to be 80, 90, 100, or older. But how do you want the quality of those years to be? Do you want to be walking around, running around, pain-free, doing everything you want? Or do you want to have issues? It's not just physical. Physical. This is why one of the themes of this show and my life are all the benefits of exercise that are not on the scale or in the mirror. Okay, so let me say that again. The people who had the high healthy scores, four or five, okay, 10% of their remaining years with Alzheimer's. The lower numbers, the more unhealthy, double. The life expectancy for women age 65 without Alzheimer's dementia and four or five healthy factors was four years longer than those with zero, one healthy factor. So you are living longer. That's what the headline stated, may, and suggests. But it's the quality of those years. They had the dementia for half as long. The quality. The avoidance of negative health issues. So many types of cancer. So many cognitive issues. You're seeing it now. Had a discussion today with someone just randomly about their parents and cognitive issues. And I talked to her about this study and the fact that I was going to do this podcast right now. This is one of so many studies. I've already done them and will continue to about the cognitive benefits of exercise. But where do you see that? Where do you see that in the marketing ever? You see it occasionally in newspapers. Have you ever seen a commercial for like a piece of exercise equipment or eating healthy? It's not a fraud product. I'm <laughs> thinking about all the supplements. <sighs> Topic for another one. I just did one recently, but you know what I'm talking about. It's all about weight loss. It's all about vanity. And that's fine. You're going to get those things if you stick to the program, but those are going to take time. And who cares If you have cognitive issues, who cares how skinny you are? Who cares how good you look? If you're 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you have to deal with major cognitive issues. So this is why I laugh in a very angry way when I see the social media people who say, look how skinny I am. I don't do any cardio. And they're in their 20s or 30s, and they have good genetics. Getting worked up. All right, let me get to the men, the results for the men. Men men age 65 with four or five healthy factors had a total life expectancy of 5.7 years longer than men age 65 with zero or one. Of the total life expectancy at age 65, men with four or five healthy factors spent 6.1, here we go, 6.1% of their remaining years with Alzheimer's dementia, and those with zero or one healthy factor spent 12%. Same findings, double. Double. With the disease, half the time, quality of life. And let me just reiterate it one final time. Those with a score of four or five healthy factors at age 65 lived with Alzheimer's for a smaller proportion of their remaining years than did those with a score of zero to one. For women, the difference was about half. 11% of their final years versus 19%. For those with a less healthy lifestyle, men, it was 6% versus 12%. Again, half. The conclusion of this study kind of takes my breath away, but I get it. This is found in the study itself. A healthy lifestyle was associated with a longer life expectancy among men and women, and they lived a larger proportion of their remaining years without Alzheimer's dementia. The life expectancy estimates might help... This is what takes my breath away. Words matter. The life uh, expectancy estimates might help health professionals, policymakers, and stakeholders to plan future healthcare services, costs, and needs. I get it. I read studies. I've been doing this for a really long time, and this is how they're worded, but I don't like it. I especially don't like it when it's put into the headlines. Most people aren't going to read that study. (laughs) Might? Might help health professionals? When are we going to get to should
3: or will. One final
1: quote. Prolonged life expectancy owing to a healthy lifestyle is not accompanied by an increased number of years living with Alzheimer's dementia, but rather a larger proportion of remaining years lived without Alzheimer's dementia. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Great news. Final break when we come back. Let's just like absorb how amazing Those findings are regardless of what that headline stated. All right, we'll be right back. Like, an amazing study. An amazing study. Do you get any of that from healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy, research suggests. That's a Washington Post. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words based on those eight words. And the fact that there's nothing in there about Alzheimer's and quality of life and cognitive. Like, who's going to read that article most people aren't it's boring it reiterates what most people kind of know and it's got two words that kind of say
3: maybe maybe not it's about adding years to your life and
1: life to your years you know Answering a question about motivation again and how to set healthy goals and how to not focus on body image. This is how, people. This is the problem, though. You first got to believe, as I said at the beginning, that this is true. That there are all these potential benefits. Is it a guarantee? No. <laughs> that it, I was going to say then everyone would do it, but they still wouldn't do it. Even if it was a guarantee, not everyone would do it. But how many studies, how many times do we have to hear it? That's one of the main focuses of the show is bringing you so much information. You can't avoid it. So much research. You go, Holy smokes. Why am I not doing it? Why am I not strength training? Why am I not doing cardiovascular exercise? Why am I not eating healthy? Why am I not taking a positive mindset? Because the benefits are potentially so incredible, but it's delayed gratification and you can't see it. You can't see what's going to happen 40 years down the road. If you're 30, 40 years old and working out. But every time I do something healthy, every single time I have a healthy meal, drink a glass of water, avoid a stressful interaction, you know, control my reaction. Every walk I go with the dogs, I know that was a positive. I know there was benefit and I know that it is going to accrue over time, but it's the long-term approach. We are wired for short term. Can't see the results. It's not on a scale. It's not in the mirror. And you definitely don't see it in the marketing. I would love that. And the company that first embraces that and does it well, what should the, what should the heading have been? <laughs> what should the headline have been? How about, I'll give you one. Let me just give you one. I have a couple, but let's just go with one. Even more powerful proof that exercise not only adds years to your life, but life to your years. And if you want to be a little more specific, more brain benefits of exercise. And there are so many more. But I believe that headline does a disservice on so many levels. Reinforcing the questioning of the value of exercise, plus vastly diminishing the actual findings of that study. That's a problem. That's a problem. All right? But this should get you even more excited. Every time I bring you a study like this, every time you get on your treadmill, every time you get on your bike, every time you eat that healthy meal, you should feel better and better about it. I was saying it to my wife this morning as I was eating my healthy breakfast. It feels so good on so many levels. The healthy food. And that's not to say I don't indulge. I posted a picture of, of what my running partner, I call him that even though, again, <laughs> I, really, I really just want it to be known that when we run the Grand Canyon and do things like that, he's gone. <laughs> I'm running by myself. But I want to do it that way. But we went to a fast food restaurant right after because we were so depleted and ate something I normally don't eat. And I posted a picture of it. And someone said, I love your honesty. I go, listen that's all you're going to get from me because that's called living and no one is perfect nor should you be. And actually the people who claim to be perfect, mm, unhealthy extremes are easier. It's balance and excessive moderation. That's more difficult. There you go. All right. Got that off my chest. I feel better and you should too. Alzheimer's. If you have that in your family, even if you don't, Get that cardio in. Do all these things that I talk about here on Fitness Disrupted. All of these small behavioral positive healthy changes. And you will slowly become intrinsically motivated. You will do it because you enjoy it. And that goes for exercise and eating healthy and everything. Okay. I have finished almost my new book proposal. I'm very excited. So I'm in an especially good mood. That took a long time. My first non-prescriptive book proposal. Um, so hopefully you'll be hearing about that in a year or so. Takes a while. Anyway, my, the micro workout plan is my most recent book. Uh, I can get that anywhere. The micro workout plan, short workouts, my whole philosophy, everything. And if you have purchased it, always greatly appreciate an Amazon review. Again, my goal is uh, I haven't broken 100 reviews yet. So if you have a couple extra minutes and you have have read it, that would be greatly appreciated. If you want to reach out, love hearing from you. So many great questions and comments. I'm getting ready to do another listener mailbag show. DM me at Tom H. Fit, which is Instagram as well as Twitter. DM Instagram and Twitter is Tom H. Fit. And you can also go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site, follow the show, rate the show, do anything you can to support the show. Greatly appreciated. My goal is to bring you the best information, distill it down so you can live your best life, people. I'm really, really passionate about it. And I love when you I, I try not to get worked up. <laughs> I often do. Uh, well, not often enough, probably. But that's because stress is a choice. But I do get stressed when I see you being stripped of and and caused to waste time and money. When it comes to your health, unacceptable, all right? So it's not happening here. Thank you for listening. And remember, there are three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes modifiable. And that's awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm
2: Austin Hankwitz.
0: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success.
2: From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, small business success stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
4: You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack